so exciting. I mean, I don't really have anything for a cold open. Oh, actually, Khloe Kardashian I, is I, baby. Is Khloe the one, like, with Tristan Thompson or was? Yes, with but they had Thompson? the baby via surrogacy, and a lot of people are already clowning her. But listen, since I'm now a Keeping Up With The Kardashians defender, <laughs> they obviously like for a baby it takes nine to ten months to like conceive and have that child so that surrogate got pregnant in like october slash november and then his third cheating scandal happened in december of 2021 so like that surrogate was already pregnant that baby was on its way there was no stopping that baby (laughs) that's all i have to say wait that only happened back in december yeah I mean, it's July. It's, like, mid-July. Why did I feel like that? Why did I... F- like, she found out December? Yeah. It was very public. We all found out December. Well, I don't I don't keep up with them, so I don't really know anything. <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest. Fortunately, I do. All right, let's get the show on the road. Hello, and welcome to Degrassified, where every week we talk about everyone's favorite teen TV show, Degrassi. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Degrassified. My name is Ellie Sanji. And I'm Emily. And we are back with another episode. We are talking about, I don't know, the episode numbers, doesn't matter to me. We're talking about Degrassi episodes, Fight for Your Right, and How Soon Is Now. Um... We will begin with Fight for Your Right, since that was the first one. And there were two plots, as always. The first plot in this one was Emma, once again, being a menace in her menace ways. And she's talking about GMO foods in their cafeteria and how her principal won't let her, like, spread the information to her peers. So she gets upset because of that. And then plot B, which we're going to talk about first is um their faces spinner and jimmy spinner is mad at jimmy not mad spinner is jealous of jimmy because jimmy has like rich parents and is always getting like these nice expensive gifts and spinner doesn't have any of that and spinner steals jimmy's mp his new mp3 player to like sell it to someone and like ruins their friendship over this that's basically it i don't really think i can give a better synopsis but do you have anything to say about that? <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, it was, it was like, wrong of Spinner to, like, take the MP3 and not return it right away. But, yes. like, at the same time, it, it's a tricky situation because it's not like Jimmy was, like, asked, like, it's not like Jimmy asked to be born into a rich family and was, like, and, like, we already know that, like, in terms of his parental, like, relationship, they're mm-hmm. not in his life. So, literally, the gifts are just to, like, replace the fact that they're not in his life. But, obviously, yeah. like, Jimmy's not going to be like, oh, I only get these because my parents are never there. Like, you know, like, he, he first yeah. of all, he's not going to out his business like that. And, second of all, like, people are still going to be like, well, at the end of the day, you're still getting all this shit. So, like, right. I, can, I can see, like, both sides, you know. I can see, like, why Spinner would be jealous. Like, I mean, especially how, the fact that, he, like, you know he's in high school and he has to work in the cafeteria like obviously like you know working in the cafeteria is not the like the most idolized thing to do so like i can see both perspectives like but at the same time like i feel like the only reason why jimmy didn't really try to defend himself was because he he's gone to the point in his life where he knows that defending himself doesn't really isn't gonna do anything 
Because, mm. like, at the end of the day, he's still going <laughs> to get the stuff. He's not, like, you know, he's not going to stop it. Like, if I'm a kid, I'm not going to, and my parents are rich, I'm not going to be like, hey, Dad, I'm sorry, I don't want those things. Like, I'm going to take that shit, the fuck? Like, you know? <laughs> but, I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're fine. I forgot what I was saying. That's <laughs> cool. What do you think of, like, hmm, I don't know if there's really, like, a, me- I guess, like, the message of this is, like, don't steal your friend's stuff. And, like, I can see them both being wrong because I think this is the first episode that I felt, like, bad for Spinner, even though, like, what he did with- to Jimmy was fucked up. Like, I still felt bad because there was the one scene where Marco was, like, making fun of him because they were playing basketball and then Spinner said something about Jimmy's new outfit and Marco was like, what are you going to get a new outfit? Like, you've worn that shirt, like, six times already. And, like, him and Jimmy laughed about that. And that's, like, that's, like, a fucked up thing to say. No, yeah, I did definitely feel that for Spinner. Like, you don't know, like, his life situation, but from what we can tell already and from what he's, like, he's made it known, too. He's, like, he's, like, damn, like, I wish I could afford that or, like, have my parents have the money to, like, buy that for me. And we see, we're, like, this is a consistent thing with Spinner that he has a job. He's, like, one of the only ones that, like, really has a job. And I think that's, like, like, says something about his character and, like, how they kept that in to show that, like, he needed to, like, make his own funds to, in order to get the things he wanted. I just thought it was really mean that, like, Jimmy's his best friend. And if you know that he doesn't have the best, like, financial situation or whatever, like, you should be defending him when Marco made that joke. Because it's not wrong to, like, re-wear stuff, especially if you don't have a lot of clothes that you can just, like, throw out and, like, you know, or whatever. I I don't know. So I felt for Spinner this episode. I do not agree with his actions, but, like... I can, like, in a mess, like, kind of in a messed up way, but, like, I see why he did it, because it's, like, Jimmy, like, got all these stuff and wasn't even, like, he was just, like, yeah, whatever, like, it's cool. Like, he didn't really care that he got all the stuff. Like, he wasn't appreciative of it. So, Spinner was, like, if you're not appreciative, I'm just gonna take it. I don't know. Yeah, I agree, because, no, I definitely feel for Spinner, you know? Like, I definitely agree, like, how. Like, I mean, I would feel some type of way, too. I mean, I also, like, Oh, I, I lost my train of thought again. Never mind. <laughs> but no, like, I, I, I agree with what you said. Like, I definitely, un- like, I don't support Spinner's actions in terms of, like, taking the MP3 player and then, like, you know, trying to sell it for his own money. But, like, I still understand, like, his motive. I mean, I, so, I feel like there's really not much to say about this, you know, like. But also, like, at the end of the day, I feel like another big thing about this is that friendship shouldn't be like a materialistic thing like you shouldn't have to worry about like money when you're with your friends you know like for mm-hmm. for example, i feel like we talked about this in another podcast but like it, it was in regards to like a wedding you know like the bride oh, yeah. made, the bride's like the bride who expected her bridesmaid to like pay a shit ton of money for her yeah bachelor party i feel like this like this can be applied to this like you, as like friends you shouldn't be worried about oh, do I have enough money to be going out with you? Like, as friends, you shouldn't... Money shouldn't be a topic, I feel like. Not right. necessarily, like, not a topic, but, like, it shouldn't be a leading force in your friendship. Yeah, but... I feel like it has... Oh, the last thing I wanted to say about that was just, like, this is, like... um, Like, Spinner and Jimmy right now are, like, currently not friends. Like, this isn't something that the Degrassi writers kind of, like, write off. Like, 
they like forget about in the next episode like how they always do with sean and jimmy like they're like not friends right now i forget how they patch it up actually i mean i'm not even sure if they patch it up until after the incident that i think that they do i don't fucking know i don't think they patch it up anytime soon to be honest so we'll see how that goes um i forgot there was an a plot to this i was about to be like all right next episode oh my god a plot emma so emma is (laughs) literally she's having she's writing a little campaign to show to mr radage because she wants to encourage him to use like organic foods for the cafeteria honestly i'm like okay emma i'm not really that's not like a thing that i could be mad at like whatever but it was some of the things she was saying about like gmo foods she was just like you don't know what's going to happen to us in like 10 years. Like, you don't know if we're like, she was making it seem like we're going to grow a tail because we're eating like GMO foods or like foods that are not organic. I hate bitches like that. Leave me alone. But Mr. Radich, he was like, oh, like we don't have the funds for this right now. Like we can't, whatever. He's like, but thanks for your presentation. And then Emma is like handing out flyers outside of school, like telling everyone what the cafeteria has and then mr radish sees her and he's like "Mm, this is spreading propaganda you can't do this and she's like okay fine whatever but then there's an he like heads an advertisement with the head of the cafeteria sheila like you know trying to show that the food that she has is good and everything and emma's like that is such hypocrisy how is he gonna tell me i can't spread propaganda when he literally turned around and did that behind my back so the situation for her came became more of a freedom of speech situation rather than like the gmo versus organic food situation and at the end of the episode she got suspended because she decided not to apologize on degrassi tv and was like "Mm, like i should be able to have the freedom and right to say like what i can without being punished so what do you think about that? Ugh. Here's the thing. The more I see Emma, the more annoyed I get. That, I'm that crying. that's the leading force in my reaction. But like here okay, I like kinda <laughs> basically like mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of what Emma argues for, like it's not like she's arguing for, like, nothing, you know? She, the thing she's, like, petitioning yeah, for, like, there's, there's a basis to it. Like, it's not something bad. Like, that's she, it true. Is that, like, it is something that's supposed to be beneficial. However, I feel like she doesn't look at it in, like, the broader aspects. More so of just, like, like, I get you have a cause, but I think she, she, uh, she like, I mean, then again, she's still in middle school or whatever. So, like, she doesn't really think about how this affects, like, everyone, you know? Because, like, Ellie brought up a good point of, like, oh, like, what about the students that can't afford yeah. it? Like, they'd rather have food now than Amen. not have a future at all. And, you know, like, I feel like whenever people, like, kind of combat what Emma has to say with, like, other leading facts, mm-hmm. like, she likes to, like, not necessarily ignore it. She, like, does, like, listen, but not really. She's like, well, that doesn't really matter, you know? I guess if I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it's like, she's just like, okay, well, but still, like, you know, I'm still going to argue for it. And it's like, respectfully so, like, it's not like you should stop arguing, just, you know? Yeah. But like, it's like, I feel like she doesn't really, like, literally, like, Mr. Radish literally said that they couldn't afford it. So if they can't afford it, they can't make it happen, you know? It's not like, it's not like he was like, oh yeah, you know, we have the money, but I really don't want to do that. It was literally like, I cannot, like, we cannot afford to do this. Well, no. Well, what? No. Oh, well, I, okay. For, like, 
okay i know we always laugh at emma being a menace since i'm the fourth i wasn't particularly like mad at her in this episode i kind of like not with the gmo organic food things that one i was like annoyed with but when she was talking about like her freedom to like say what she needs to say and the fact that he said that she couldn't like have these flyers saying like oh just be cautious of what's in the cafeteria like you know like you don't know what's in there and then he turns around and does propaganda and like you know for the whole school to like reaffirm that their cafeteria is good or whatever like it is very hypocritical and it is very Mm -hmm. like he was silencing her so it's like yeah. I agree I agree with her for that route because she mm-hmm. was okay no, yeah, with for sure. she was okay with the fact that they couldn't afford to like put the organic foods because he said it's like we don't have the budget for it, this that and the fourth. He's like, Don't get me wrong, he's like, I would love to, but whatever. But like she accepted that. She was like, There's no money, there's no money, I can't really do anything about that. It was the freedom of speech, if you will, mm-hmm. aspect of it that really ticked her off. And it kinda ticked me off too, I'm not gonna lie to you. Because hmm. <laughs> I feel like a lot of teens are silenced in high school so i was very much on her side no yeah for sure i like i was gonna get to that because like i mean even in the episode she was like oh like there's not much i can do like it, she wasn't she she was gonna stop until like you know the video on the tv showed up which was very hypocritical. yeah so like i definitely disagree about like him suspending her for not being for not like submitting to like him literally forcing her to apologize on tv like, yeah but also like she i don't think she deserved to get like suspended at all like you know as as much as a menace emma is like she doesn't deserve mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't deserve it and like she had a point like she was literally protesting like not even on school property oh yeah and, like towards the end yeah she wasn't and like i like i like how she wasn't saying that she was arguing like i mean she literally not necessarily she got over the like gmo stuff like when she found out that like they couldn't budget it she wasn't necessarily like advocating for it to like to force him to be there he just she's literally just wanted to like let people know like by the way you know just letting you know and so like obviously like that's what takes off mr radish and that's what like what is it called like excessive crime like crime and punishment i don't fucking know know (laughs) you're fine but, like, yeah, she shouldn't have been suspended. Like, he was literally limiting her freedom of speech. And I know at schools or just, like, public organizations or even private organizations, there's, like, a limit, technically. But, like, mm-hmm. he was silencing her. Like, she wasn't harming anyone. She wasn't, like, yeah. using any sort of, like, aggressive or insulting language, you know? So she yeah. definitely should not have been suspended. But I think another thing is, like, with like her relationship with Mr. Simpson in this episode. I like how they like showed that as like her stepfather or her new father figure in her life. He did support her and he does want to support her, but mm-hmm. as a teacher, like there are limitations yeah. to what he can do. And I like how she accepted that. Like I like how she understood that, you know? Yeah. Cuz like like once again like as like you know he wants to be on her side but he can't like you know risk his job for that you know especially no offense but especially for like no, yeah, no, no, I get if it. it was in terms of like you know the gmo thing the freedom of speech like you know up in the air but you know like yeah i like um, how she like they showed that like sh- he like you know supported her and just like yeah. the development in their relationship and how she like understands him yeah it was it's a good thing to see that you know, they are actually getting along as stepfather and stepdaughter. And, like, he said to himself, like, oh, like, your mom's away. Like, it's, like, I have to, like, 
learn how to like parent not like learn how to parent but like he he had to like figure out like what to tell her like on his own without like the guidance from from her mom and like had to figure out the situation being a teacher and being her stepdad so it was very tricky for him but it was navigated in a good way so that's a good thing Uh, yeah i i agree with that i don't really have much else to say about this plot other than my notes i will say though like obviously they made this the main plot because it's emma and she's like our main character that we're following but i feel like if the jimmy and spinner plot was plot a i would have liked that more i would have liked it way more because i feel like it was more like detrimental to their friendship and everything like yeah emma gets suspended and like that's like really the only outcome of this but like jimmy and spinner like lost a friendship like that's like pretty legit like i feel like if that was the plot a like you know Mm-hmm. But I liked I liked both of the plots. I thought they were both okay. But I'm just saying I thought the yeah. I thought plot B was a little bit stronger, especially because it wasn't as annoying with Emma GMA foods. So Emily, do you eat GMO food? Bitch, I eat whatever the fuck I want. I think that's why it just annoy me because it's like I mean she's like a vegan slash vegetarian. I don't know which one she is. I think she she's a vegetarian now. Ends up being vegan. Doesn't matter to me. But it's just like a lot of foods that are cheap is because like they have like the preservatives in it or this and the fourth like and it's like that's just how the cookie crumbles unfortunately and like yeah organic might be better for you but it also like spoils quicker it's more expensive it's like more expensive to like what's the word like source out and stuff so like listen eat what you want to eat i'm not judging you if you're vegan vegetarian this and the fourth i don't care eat what your body needs you to eat okay okay literally honestly i wouldn't even be mad if i grew a tail i i know like people say like it's such a bad thing you know how cool that would be bro come on i could like hit bitches in the face i was just about to say that i was like i could smack a bitch in the face with a fucking tail annoying kids when i hear them crying oh my god grabbing stuff oh my god it's actually so convenient bro i don't even gotta get up i could trip a kid (laughs) they'll like make they'll make surgery like they'll figure out a surgery to remove your tail like it's not that big of a deal literally literally but honestly if i die so be it like whatever if i die whatever like you know yeah so we're gonna take our brief little intermission before we get to the second episode i had a really hard time trying to figure out what quiz we're gonna take because i'm like i can't really do anything related to the second episode since it's going back to Paige (laughs) and her her rape i'm like "Mm," like let me not like try to make light of that at all even though like you know the episode the episode's still heavy but it's obviously not as heavy as like when it happened it'll get heavier yeah but it's like it was you know but this quiz is so stupid. I found in this world, you're either a cassette tape, a CD, a vinyl record, or an MP3 player. Take this quiz to find out which Wait, one you are. Wait, stop. That is such a good quiz. How did you even <laughs> find that? I look. I was trying to find the right, right wording for such a long time. I put BuzzFeed first because I'm exclusive to BuzzFeed quizzes only because yeah, they're the only because ones they're that are good. Yeah, because they're quick, simple, and exactly. they make sense. But then I couldn't figure out like, the wording. I, I Do I still have the Safari tab of what I typed? Yeah, okay. I wrote BuzzFeed what mp3 player am i and that was the first one that came up but i think i worded it differently before because i kept getting like oh like these social media apps will determine your age or like based on how many devices you recognize like we can tell your age but i'm like those are not that fun so i'm gonna try to find that was more shout fun. out and to this is it. the Dyson, monster for making this okay thanks this monster i know we should shout out the creators of all the quizzes okay yeah. you have it right yeah i do i have it pulled up 
All right, I'll read it first. See, six questions. Light and easy. Pick an instrument. Accordion, tambourine, harmonica, or ukulele. My God, I fucked harmonica. with all of these. <laughs> I kind of fucked with the accordion. That was my second choice. <laughs> okay, this one, pick a microphone. This is like... Oh, they're just pictures. Uh, okay, so one of them is like a speakeasy microphone. That's the second option. One of them is like a podcast recording microphone that like YouTubers probably use. One of them is like the traditional black mic microphone with like the black stand on it. The other one looks like ones that singer use on stage. I hope that was good enough for y'all. <laughs> I think it was great. Better than what I could have done. I'm going to pick the speakeasy one. The one that's like... What's a speakeasy oh. one? Like, <laughs> what what also, is a speakeasy That's microphone? also one that like like radio hosts have sorry that's like overhand okay like a speakeasy is just like an under undercover not undercover just like an underground club that like is kind of hidden from the world or whatever and it's like you need to like no connections or no people that know speakeasies in order to get in it i just said that because it reminds me of like jazz all right i'm done i'm sorry Uh, i'll do the podcast one okay cool pick a pair of headphones (laughs) So, oh, sorry, do you want... I'll read no, you're fine. You the, yeah, yeah, you're okay. fine. Um, a pair of white beats, a pair of, like, pink headphones. Yeah. They aren't beats, but they're, like, the same shape. <laughs> um, the black version, and then AirPods. Yeah, those were probably not beats in the, the black ones, because I feel like they would have had the logo, yeah, but no. whatever. I think they're just, like, classic, like... Yeah, maybe they could like, just be, like, over just over the ear. Like, headphones. Sony ones maybe. or something? I don't know. I'm gonna pick the white beats. I'm gonna pick the black headphones. I like black headphones. Okay, this is. We say that we both have AirPods. I know, but like, beats quality is, like, really nice. Yeah. Pick a crowd. This quiz is very awful for, um, an audio podcast only. Very sorry. I'll probably post it on the Twitter or something so y'all can see what we were looking at. But one of the crowds has like, what are those things called? Like color, color chalk. yeah, it looks like, like something you see at like a rave or like an EDM concert. Yeah, there's just like colors coming out from all sides. The second one is like this big blaring light that's yellowish. The second one looks like there's like fireworks in the sky. Not fireworks, but whatever. Just a lot of lights in the sky. The second one is like an, a, a day rave. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick the first one because I like the colors. I'll pick the day one. I like the day. Okay. I'll think all these okay. are. Okay, readable. this one's good. Yeah. Pick a musical <laughs> quote. We can be heroes just for one day. You are what you listen to. Girls just want to have fun and music for the people. I'm going to do girls just huh. want to have fun. It's very accurate. Girls. I'm going to pick music for the people. Oh, girls. Okay, sorry. And finally pick a musical image. Jesus Christ. Okay, there's a bunch of chords that Whoa. are just like floating down there's a girl in the middle of a red scene and there's like pianos trumpets like all that there's just like a booklet of a song with the keys on it and then there's an old jukebox i'm gonna pick the jukebox i like the red one like she's just like i like i like the aesthetic i also realized i okay. forgot to read my notes so i'll read them right after we read our results what was your result cd you're totally a cd you're someone who feels most at home in the not so distant past you're not interested in taking part in all of the latest trends because you're happy with what you have Mm -hmm. there's something you're comforting about there's something very comforting about your presence thank you oh that's nice that was sweet i got a cassette tape 
You're a cassette Oh, okay. You're the sort of person who is secretly really cool. You don't care what other people think of you, but you're always pleasantly surprised by how much people like you once they get to know you. You are a true original. That's gonna make me cry. I, I do not need that right now. That anyway. one's really cute. That's like I, I I should have asked what you thought you were gonna get. I mean, I don't like I don't I didn't know they were gonna like be all descriptive with it. I thought they were just gonna tell me like, oh, yeah. you're. I kind of want to see. I want to see the description for vinyl and MP3 player now. <laughs> okay, please don't. No, let me read my notes really quick because I forgot that I had notes. I, I don't have that many. Mr. Simpson, in the beginning of the episode, he was just like, I'm not used to being in charge. I was like, you're literally a teacher. You're in charge of students for, like, eight hours a day. How, what do you mean you're not used to being in charge? I know he meant it with, like, him being a parent to Emma that day, but I just, it really threw me off. I think Manny called Emma an inspiration. I wrote, don't call her an inspiration, because she is not an inspiration. <laughs> I wrote, Spinner needing a job in high school is literally me in high school. Rip. I think it was JT. He said, if you don't like the food in the cafeteria, then don't eat it. I was like, literally, bring your own food from home. But I was like, that's not the point. I was like, girl, I don't really care what the point is. Um, the whole freedom of speech thing was very reminiscent of the Tinker versus Des Moines case. I was like, oh my God, what is that case we learned in AP Gov? I was struggling so much. And I was like, Tinker Murray Des Moines. I know. But it was, it's kind of the same because they weren't allowed to wear their wristbands and it's like freedom of speech. It's kind of the same. Okay. It's, it's the same with the freedom of speech aspect. It's just... <laughs> Okay, I said it reminded me of it because the freedom of speech aspect. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised she didn't say it with her big ass brain. And the last thing I wrote was. Oh, that's so true. The last thing I have is they be having home fries at the cafeteria. That threw me off. I'm like, I want home fries. That's literally it. That's why I was like, oh my god, home fries would be so good. Okay, so we have... What? I need to find out whenever episode this is, because lord have mercy. This is the 20th. Okay, so we have How Soon Is Now, which is, I think, the 20th episode. Yeah, 20th episode of season two of Degrassi, The Next Generation. We have two plots, as always. The first plot is Paige, and she's, you know, it's about her rape again. So, content warning. We're going to be talking about it. Um, we'll get back. We'll get more into it. But we'll talk about plot B first, which is Marco and Ellie. And what are they doing? They're making like a... Yeah, they're making a commercial for Mr. Simpson's class. And they're having like very different conflicting views and opinions. And it, like it also translates into their relationship. Because we know from the previous... Not the previous, previous episode, but like some episodes back that... Marco is questioning whether or not he actually likes females. And Ellie is kind of just like stuck in the middle. And it's like, you know, but they argue and it's like, Ellie's like, do you even like, like me? Like, you know, like whatever. And Marco officially comes out to her. He says the words like, I'm gay. And yeah. And wh what do you have to say about this plot? Girl, I think you skipped the wrong plot. What do you mean? Did he say I'm gay to her? He literally said I'm gay. Oh shit, I missed that. Did we not watch the same episode? <laughs> No, we did, but I don't know how I missed that. But, I mean, but also, like, I, I personally just, like, it, it's tricky because, like, obviously Marco is using Ellie as, like, a beard. Yeah. 
But if you think about it, she 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 did agree to be a bear technically, you know, like True. in the episode where you know she kind of first discovered that he might not be into girls. Like she, you can pretty much summarize like, oh, he's not into me. Yeah. But in this episode, like I guess like for her, it's like confusing because he's acting like the perfect boyfriend. You know, he's it's not like she's like saying like, oh, do this, do this, do this, to like yeah. get the relationship up. Like he's going out of his way to do these things. But also, like, I feel like she should have known. I mean, okay, I guess not should have well, known, but, like... I think when you're someone's beard, it's, like, you're, like, willingly their beard. Like, it's more, like, like you're, like, a bestie. You're, like, oh, my God, like, yeah, of course I'll cover for you. But, like, she has genuine feelings for him, which is why it's trickier for her. Because if she didn't have feelings for him at all, she, like, she would be more on board with the fact that, like, she has, she's his beard. But she has feelings for him. That are quite strong so she's like i don't want to be like your fake girlfriend because like you have these conflicting feelings of whether or not you actually like girls so it's like <sighs> don't be someone's beard if you're into them that's the moral of the story here but i don't know that's why i thought it was just harder for her because it's like she actually likes him yeah i guess it was tricky for her because like obviously she likes him and so she wants to do anything she can to help him you know Mm-hmm. Which is probably why she agreed to be his beard to begin with. Like, not that's not to say, like, even if she was just his friend and was not interested in him, she wouldn't agree. But, like, I, it, taking into account, like, the situation, like, she definitely just wanted to do whatever she could to help him. And since, like, she was into him, she got mixed signals from, like, his actions. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you guys are all so perfect. And so she's kind of, like, in her mind, she's like, well, I mean, like, if this can happen now, like, why can't it be, like, for real, for real, you know? Yeah. So, I, like, I get her perspective, but also, like... I mean, also, in Marco's perspective, it's, like, he he proceeded knowing that, like, it's not true. He was, like, in an actual relationship. So, there was this, like, different, like, understandings, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say about them. But other than this is Marco's official, like, come out. Because he officially said the words, like, on screen. Instead of, like, the couple episodes back where he was just like i don't know if i'm into girls he said the words like i'm gay which is like pretty like like obviously like if you're older and you're watching the episode where he was like questioning or whatever like obviously if you're older and like you know gay people i don't freaking know you're like oh yeah like this was like not obvious but like you know you saw that coming but to say the words like i'm gay on tv it's a pretty big deal especially for the time that they were in like they premiere their shows in Canada, so probably more accepting than how America was at the time. But not to bring Glee back into this, but when Chris Colfer's character, Kurt Hummel, said I'm gay on national television in 2009, it was a very big deal. Fox, like, went off on the show saying, like, spreading, like, homosexual propaganda, like, this and the fourth, like, very negative things. Obviously from people who, like, don't support gay people, but... It's, like, it's a, sorry, it's a big deal for, like, the words, like, I'm gay to, like, just fully be out, or, like, I'm a lesbian, or I'm bi, or, like, whatever your sexuality is to just, like, actually be said. Um, I have nothing else to say about that plot, other than my notes that I'll read later. Yeah, I don't really have anything else, mostly because, you know, plot A is, yeah, heavier. Yeah, I did like this plot, though. It, like, makes sense. I said we were going to get back to Marco, so makes sense that we did. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to Paige. So, once again, content warning. We're going to be talking about the rape of P- 
page that sounds awful i don't know why i worded it like that i did not mean to word it like that at all but it just came in my mouth like that so she's um with her guidance counselor i forgot the poor guidance counselor's name is like miss suave miss suave miss suve i have no freaking clue the spelling is not how you say it it's very ridiculous but she's coming to terms with what happened to her and she's not victim blaming herself anymore which is a good thing and she's telling the guidance counselor she's like oh we don't need another appointment like i feel like i'm good i feel like i'm legit and then there she finds out that dean who's her rapist is coming back to her school for like a basketball tournament or whatever and she's kind of just like what the fuck like i never wanted to see him again she was just coming to terms with the fact that it happened and now she has to see him again like her waking nightmare so he comes to the school he's being creepy and manipulative and gaslighty and just an awful human being honestly which like duh and she's like obviously getting triggered by it she's like trying to stand her ground but he's kind of just like laughing at her and making fun of her whatever whatever we also have spinner who's making like dumb little comments as well and hazel like reveals to him that because spinner i forgot the exact wording that spinner said but he was like come on like we all know what happens like she was hanging out with him they went up to the room like whatever whatever and hazel was like oh like what if she didn't agree to what if she said no i forgot her exact wording as well but spinner didn't believe her initially so whatever we have that and then we have i feel like i'm missing a, a lot but i'm just, just trying to get to the gist of it so we could talk about it we have um she's like crying outside because she's like this is just too much i can't do this jt goes to like try to make her laugh try to comfort her and a very good jt moment he she tells him like he raped me and he doesn't question it he doesn't say anything he just goes and attacks dean and dean's like what the hell he gets disqualified um spinner finally realizes like what hazel told him was true so now he's also defending Paige, and Sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I missed this. But Paige was talking with the guidance counselor about pressing charges. She was just like, I just want to know what the process was. And her guidance counselor was telling her, like, it's kind of a lengthy process. And she's like, and because, like, yours happened, like, a while ago, like, you know, like, it's harder to bring this to trial or whatever. She's like, the guidance counselor was very, like, brutally honest with her. She's like, you might lose. But she was like, if you want to go down this path, let me know. And Paige was like, mm, like, I'll think about it. But Paige tells Dean that she's going to go down that path, that she's going to bring him to court. And then she tells her guidance counselor. And then she's like, so you can't have any more, like, conversations with Dean because now this is a legal case. And, yeah, that's how the episode ends with just her deciding to bring it to court. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's not how the episode ends. Spinner asks her to a dance. That's how the episode ends. But that's irrelevant. What do you have to say? The one good thing about, like, Degrassi is that the way they play out things is very realistic. Like, they don't sugarcoat it. Well, I mean, like, to some extent they sugarcoat it because, once again, it is a kid's show, young adult show. But, like, they're very realistic about situations that they talk about and bring up. And so I really, like, as heartbreaking as it is, I think it's really important and, like, a big thing that they, you know, like, talked about how rape cases go like Mm -hmm. in real life and like you know that's not to say like it's not in like a way to like discourage people from bringing rape cases into court but it's more of just like the reality of it like i mean like you know like rape cases unfortunately in most cases the offender doesn't get charged or like they you know like they don't face like something that equates to what they did you know yes so like 
as heartbreaking as it is, it's like a sad reality. So I, you know, you have to give props to Degrassi for like bringing in that sad reality. Like obviously, when you're watching a TV show, you'd much rather kind of see like a happier ending or a more like what's the word kind of like a more like positive outcome i guess is the easiest way to put it mm-hmm. but like at the same time like you do need to see reality like this is reality so it's really important that you see like this is real life you know this isn't something that just happens in tv this isn't something that like people just talk about like it actually happens and so like it's really yeah. sad when you kind of see like how Paige you know, obviously she did want to bring it to, like, to court. But, like, when she heard that the longer you wait, like, the less likely they are to get charged regardless of if, like, you know, despite the fact that it did happen to her. Like, it's heartbreaking because you see how, like, even from that second, she like, she felt even more defeated despite the fact that, like, she knows and we know and, like, that it did happen. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, I already know how the case turns out, like, you told me so like i'm not gonna say it obviously but like it's heartbreaking like you know it's it's reality like it just plays out as how reality is and like as hard as that is to watch like i think it's important to watch it you know to like actually see because some people like always hear it and like yeah a tv show might not be like real you know but it's Mm -hmm. it will portray real things so yeah but i do like how you know you have the perspective of JT, who's someone, who is someone who, like, doesn't question, like, you know, like, oh, is this real or not? Like, he, you know, he supports his friend. But then you also see Spinner, who plays, like, the other side of it, where it's like, oh, I don't really believe you. Because in real, in real life, you will always have both sides. Yeah. So. It, yeah, I, there's just a lot in this plot. It was just, I don't, I don't know. I found it, this is, like very little like whatever to the plot but jt is they i feel like right now they don't know what they want to do with jt he's such a confusing character but him sticking up for Paige, especially because like they obviously like showed it in the beginning like he made her laugh like whatever they have like this like cute little friendship and him like being the one to defend her like when he is not the size that Dean is at all he's not even that close to Paige like versus her other friends versus like Spinner who she's no longer who like Hazel accidentally revealed to it and then he like didn't believe her and then Paige was just like oh well like there you go like he probably thinks I deserved it and then we have her like revealing to JT and JT just like I don't know I just really like JT in that moment because it's like but it is sad Mm -hmm. that they're because it's like they're always there's gonna be people who like don't believe you even if they are like your closest friends and like spinner finally realized that like that was the truth but it just sucks and his came from like also a place of jealousy because he like had feelings for Paige when that whole thing happened so his came from like though like you know she slept with him she didn't sleep like not slept with him not slept with spinner but like she didn't want to be with me this end of the fourth like she chose dean over me so he's coming from a place of jealousy. I'm not saying that to like excuse his behavior at all because it was still very disrespectful. So it was just him like being jealous and letting that get to him before he like truly just like before he like truly tried to understand what was happening. Like it's just sad because that's the reality reality of things. Like people won't believe you because of their own like preconceived notions or opinions or whatever judgments that they have about you in your head or something like that. 
but it's very nice to see that Paige wants to bring this to court. It's very nice to see that she's going to her guidance counselor, like a form of therapy over this, because a lot of people, this happens to people, and they kind of don't get the help that they need, or like try to brush it over, or like this, that, and the fourth. So I like that they show that in order to show like, this is something that you can do if this happens to you, especially if it happens to you like in school, like you can go to your guidance counselor to talk about it. And it's a nice thing that like the guidance counselor, we don't hear any talk of them reporting it to the police until Paige was the one that brought it up. And I don't know if that's how it's supposed to go. Like, I don't know if there's, maybe this is like a Canadian thing, but I feel like here they're like, like if you tell us something that's like, you're going to harm yourself at this end of the fourth, like we have to like, get like enforcements involved but I don't know if it's like over there like obviously Miss Sauve I think that's her name she knows about the rape so I don't know if she was I don't know if at first she was like do you want to press charges like I don't think that ever happened I think she was just like let's just talk about it did that make sense I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. but I mean like she I think it's more so to like she can't really force Paige to like bring it to court you know like yeah at the end of the day like it is like it's different from like self-harm because like with self-harm you know you're not gonna wait for someone to be like oh i'm gonna harm myself so you should really call someone you know like that that's a different situation compared to like oh you know i've been like a victim of sexual assault i'm a victim of rape like you can't really be like oh you have to bring this to the police you have to like confront this you know it's it's like yeah because that one's more like like healing on your own time so especially yeah. if, if Miss Sauve, this just shows that she's a good guidance counselor. Like if she mm-hmm. were to like force Paige to like do it immediately, like she probably wasn't healed from that. Like if she would have forced her to do that, like, you know? Yeah, but exactly. We see that before Dean came back to the school that she was not like healed. Healed is not the right word I'm looking for. But she like, like, I don't want to say accepted either. I feel like I'm like using like really bad words. Coming to terms. Yeah. Like she, she knew that it happened. I don't know where I was trying to go with this at all. Oh, I just, it was was just Paige's idea. Like, you know, it was a Miss Sauvé that was like, now that you're better, like, do you want to press charges? Like, she never said that. Yeah. It was more so just like, this guidance counselor, Miss Sauvé, she was allowing Paige to come to terms with her own situation and based off of what Paige wanted or what Paige was looking for is what Miss Sauvé was providing. Yeah. Which is like, good guidance because, you know, you're not pushing someone but you're not like inhibiting them either yeah but one thing we also didn't talk about is the demonization of manny in this episode what do you mean oh i completely forgot about that you want to talk about it not really okay so why would you be like yeah like okay i i guess okay so like a summary like i mean like Paige sees that dean is talking to manny and obviously like it's a little um I, not necessarily, like, a foreshadow, but, like, repetition in a sense. Yeah. Because, like, in the first episode, like, an older girl did approach Paige and, like, warned Paige, and Paige kind of just brushed yes. it off. And in this case, Paige is the older girl, and Manny is who Paige was in that situation. And so, like, obviously, Paige is trying to warn Manny, and Manny, like, you know, brushes it off. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Dean is, like, the typical, like, he portrays himself as, like, a nice guy. He's, like, a star athlete or whatever. 
So you, and like if you're like a younger girl, you know you're gonna be giddy about that stuff. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, you know I have this like older guy, blah blah blah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it kind of shows how it like a situation like this is a cycle, you know, like it happens to multiple people in the like, like yeah, like a cycle. Like it's the best way to describe it. I feel like. Yeah. Which is sad because like you know like. We see what happened to Paige, and we know Manny as a character, and, you know, like, Manny so far has been portrayed as, like, a character that we're supposed to like. So seeing her in, like, the position that Paige was in is, like, very, you know, heartbreaking. And, like, you know, not defending Manny's response to her, but since no one really knows what happened, her response is, like, warranted because there, there were, like, everyone knew that, like, Paige and Dean did something, but obviously not everyone knew that it wasn't consensual and that it was rape. So, like, Manny was just going off of those rumors when she was just like, oh, like, you're just jealous because he didn't want you. Like, you know, the sound the fourth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she doesn't really know what happened. So that's another thing as well, that her response was like yeah. that. Stupid. <sighs> Do you have anything else to say? I don't know. It's, like, it's just like... There's, like, so much to say, but, like, also, like, we just don't know how to word it or, like, you know, like... There's, like, I, I feel like topics like these, like, there's always going to be a lot to say. Yeah. And it's just, like, a matter of, like, one thing will lead to another thing and, like, we're gonna end up going into a wormhole. Yeah. I mean, like, this topic's gonna come back up because we're gonna see the real trial happen. So it's, like, we're, yeah. we're not done with this topic. I just, I don't really have much to say about, like, what specifically happened in this episode other than, like, Dean's a fucker and I really hated seeing him. No, like, I literally just, like, like, I just wanted to, like, punch, like, I don't know. Like, not punch, and, like, but, like, punch. The things, the things he, was, he was saying, like, it was just so, like, so manipulative, so gross. Yeah. So just, like, oh my god, like, so like he knows that what happened like like and he's still he's like not trying to brush it off but he's like bragging about it almost but it's like because he knows he can get away with it that's what the thing is like you know like in most cases a lot of rapists like have that mentality like i can get away with it because they a lot of rapists do get away with it which is like such a big fucking problem but this is the wormhole i i I just mentioned like (laughs) that's why i said like do you have anything that's really ready to like that episode yeah so no, I don't have I don't much really to, have say. Anything to say other than my notes, but I don't really have a lot of notes. Um, yeah, honestly, I said everything that is in my notes other than when JT called Dean a rapist. Like he was laughing when like JT was beating him, him up because he's like, like, what is this little kid doing? And he was like, oh, like you like that, you rapist. And then he was like, he got real defensive. I was like, oh, but you yeah. just, I was like, oh, how ironic. Like, you know, whatever. And then that's literally it. <laughs> I already said everything else so okay that's that's a wrap on these two episodes um how do i end this podcast if if you like our content leave a comment leave a rating dm us tweet us this and the fourth um we have tiktok and instagram it's at degrassified underscore podcast we also have a twitter at degrassified underscore i haven't posted on those babies in a while but it's okay we're busy people we're sorry but we're I'm so just, busy like i'm also so lazy listen y'all now that i've i am two episodes i'm one episode and a half away from finishing all 20 seasons of keeping up to kardashians i will be more active on the apps okay um i feel like I was, oh <laughs> next week shut up next week is our season finale for season two so we're also gonna do a season wrap up 
as well and conjoined mm-hmm. with that just to put it all in there even though next week is two potter but i'm not gonna we're not gonna release another a separate episode that's the wrap up we're just gonna put it in that one sorry um i feel like i have something else to say yeah no that's season two we're we're done we're basically done and then we have season three and then season four and then season five no i'm kidding and so say? on and so on and so on no nothing to say just thanks for listening Alrighty, y'all we will catch you my microphone my microphone oh my god it almost fell off my bed we will catch y'all in the next one goodbye peace out have you seen that leah michelle is now gonna be on funny girl on broadway oh my gosh was it because what's like the original one like yes. people were dissatisfied with okay. it. There's I feel like there's a lot of like underhand drama that I don't really know about, right? So Beanie, she released that she was gonna be leaving the show earlier than anticipated. Like originally she was supposed to leave in September, like when Leah Michelle was coming in, but she's leaving like end of July. And she cites in her Instagram post like due to creative differences, whatever, whatever. And then not even like an hour after she posted that, the funny girl instagram page was like stay tuned for some casting news tomorrow at 1 p.m like not even acknowledging anything that beanie had said not saying like oh like we're gonna miss her like this and the fourth like literally nothing and then obviously we find out that it's leah michelle and it's like so 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 crazy the memes that are coming about this is wild but i think we i think we all have to remember that you know leah michelle has some controversy with her being a diva on glee and her being racist on glee so Although the memes are funny, it's like, hmm. Yeah, like, I just, I just, I'm going to be honest, I hate when, like, actors and actresses, like, are still able to get roles and stuff, despite the fact that there's proven controversy. So yeah. I guess it's not really controversy if it's proven. But, I, like, like I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, I hate cancel culture. I think it's so ridiculous. And, like, I'm not saying, like, Okay, I'm not trying to justify the fact that she's a racist, but I do believe that, like, people can grow, learn, whatever, whatever. But I feel like she didn't really, like, did enough growing or learning or, like, really apologized yeah. and really took action on what she did and, like, really acknowledged it. Like, formally apologized to the cast member. I think her name, I think it's Samara we- Weaving. I forgot her last name. But, like, you know, like, do anything in that regards. Like, she was kind of just, like, she just, like, was yeah. silent and did nothing. At the time, she was also pregnant when the whole controversy came out, but even after she gave birth, she could have done something. That's it. Exactly, yeah. Like, she did it. She just so, stayed like, silent, had the baby, like, tweeted, like, I'm so sorry, like, but, like, really did nothing. Mm-hmm. So. So, like, I, I'm, like, I, I just, like, am not, like, I don't appreciate casting directors or just, like, the people behind the scenes that will, like, allow people who very clearly might not deserve that role like get the role anyway and like obviously there's like a bigger scheme that i it's all like a bigger scheme that i probably will never understand because like i don't understand film i don't understand television whatever but like i mean that's broad you know yeah that's way different than film and television but still like i would like you know way different like i guess like i guess like obviously they're like i you know what you cannot deny that that bitch leah michelle does not have a beautiful face her face ugh fucking asshole you know Let's go but see like, her. No, I'm kidding. Stop. Shut <laughs> up. But, like, Don't I feel like it's just going to boost their ego. You know? No, you know, it definitely, it definitely will. 
it's just beyond but it's just it's funny it's like funny and sad but it's fu- it's more funny to me because i'm a gleek and it's just the fact that it's the fact that rachel berry got to play fanny bryce before leah michelle did even though it was like leah michelle's dream and ryan murphy wrote like the whole fanny bryce rachel berry connection because of leah michelle and she, she, she didn't get it at first 